now. Hello, folks, and welcome into another excellent episode of One Two Review. It's episode thirty-five. I'm here alongside my buddies Alex and Brandon. Say hello, boys. Hey, what's up? I'm Alex. Thanks for being here. Yep, and my name's Brandon. For new listeners out there, One Two Review is a little movie review podcast where we rate and review movies in the simplest way possible. One point if we didn't like it. Two points if we did. We rate and review until we get to twenty points. And then we call it a ding dong doodle day. Kick the intro. One, two, okay. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. As you know, we're going to review some movies, and we've got one for you right now. The first film that we are going to review for you today is one called The Blockbuster Good Customer Guide. This is a film that was produced and released by Blockbuster. It kind of uh, it's narrated and kind of directed, or uh, I guess the face of it is uh, Frances Douglas, the president of Blockbuster. She's a, a beautiful lady, a wonderfully well-spoken woman, and it stars the cast of Mad TV. It's a short release. Uh, it's a video about how to be a good patron at the uh, now defunct rental chain. Did you guys have any thoughts on uh, the Blockbuster Good Customer Guide? Yeah, I mean, you said the president of Blockbuster. I didn't know how beautiful Francis was. Very gorgeous to look at and really made kind of the condescending tips and tricks that they give their customers a lot easier to swallow. I mean, for our users out there, they gave this rental out for free um, to their customers. Not everyone got it, though. I think maybe... I don't want to say the bad customers, but the customers probably with uh, high rewind fees, uh, customers with bad tape etiquette, returning sun damaged tapes, water, air damaged tapes, tapes with food or uh, drink on them, you know, spills, stuff like that. I think they probably got this rental slipped in along with their stack of uh, fresh rentals from Blockbuster, you know, just sort of help them along um, in their um, their customer process. Yeah, and so, I mean, basically, I, I can break down the film. It, it's Frances comes out, and she talks for a little bit about, you know, the goal of not only Blockbuster, but the, the video as well. And then it goes to a very a series of skits, I guess you'd call them, uh, maybe just scenes starring the cast of Mad TV, uh, working through some of these different things that happen, tapes and cars and stuff like that, stuff that you mentioned, Luke. Yeah, they right. go over the major concerns, um, like not spilling stuff, how to rewind a tape, but they do it in a funny way. You know, it's usually like a stereo kind of now it's like a stereotypical racist kind of character, but they're teaching you how to rewind it. And, you know, what happens when the employee at Blockbuster gets it, you know, and how it ruins their day. So, yeah, I mean, that's one thing I would say is that um, the, the just the social culture these days, this there's some stuff in here that's definitely pretty sexist and pretty racist or whatever you know it's comedy and so it's wherever you want to go with that but it's stuff now that i think some people might uh, not agree with so much some of these characters are a little extreme maybe we uh, should I actually could... rewind a bit and block some people might not even know what blockbuster is blockbuster was a place where you used to be able to rent vhs tapes and dvds for a little while also video games now they don't exist so mm-hmm. yeah That's yeah it was like you have to say that. it was like red box but a whole store a that whole you could store, go inside like Net- of. It was like Netflix, a physical Netflix in a store. Right. I miss that, man. I really miss... Oh, man, I like the idea of going on a date to the video store to select a film to take home and watch. Seems very cool and romantic, and we don't really have that. So many good times going to the rental place. Absolutely. 
I mean, also, it's not just romantic. There's also probably lots of fights and, you know, disappointments in the films you selected and not being able to, you know, get a well, different one. Well, it got so bad they had to release this tape, so. Yeah. Yeah, aside from those things that we mentioned about spilling things and rewinding it, yeah, there's also the etiquette in the store. Because at times when hot VHS releases came out, it was kind of like a madhouse in that places when people were trying to get those VHS tapes, you know? Sure. When Titanic first came out, unbelievable really hard to get Tramples they dedicated the like a whole side like an entire wall to titanic and it was still difficult to get your hands on that two tape set yeah i remember it's a thick one uh did you guys find these sketches funny i thought they were pretty hilarious actually i enjoyed them i never liked mad tv i personally and if it was felt very mad tv to me so yeah well i no, mean they I brought in a lot funny. of the same same kind of like gross out uh, fart humor that was real popular i think um we touched on it earlier the racism this was at the height of the deaf jam comedy uh the the real popularity of deaf jam comedy and i mean looking back now it's horrendous but i think their use of the n-word in that middle sketch about you know about to keeping food off the tapes i think the use of that n-word was it was sort of endearing. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying like now if it happened, but I'm saying for back then, I think we all could have just, I don't, I don't think it would have been as big of a deal. I think that's maybe, maybe that's something about this film that, that is cool is that it is a little bit of a, a sketch comedy time capsule of definitely a flavor from a very specific, I'd say even summer, like you said, it was, it was like Def Jam height, which, you know, went on for years and years and years. And I think it's still maybe going on, but, yeah, but we but all know Def Jam summer. That was sick. Exactly. That was a big summer for everyone, you know, um, N word was everywhere. And it's, so it's neat to see kind of that, that little slice of pie or whatever. Yeah. I mean, for a giant corporation to give the green light for that kind of language, it just really is a sign of the times, but, um, but they got their point across, you know, and uh, and and watching that, I know that uh, I never, I never got any food or drink on on my tapes after that because definitely our family was a messier one. Me and my sister constantly fought over tapes. We broke and I mean we used them as weapons often. Um, to in in the process of picking out a movie, one time I remember actually smashing my sister's copy of uh, the man who went up a hill and came down a mountain so that we didn't even have to watch it. So she never got a, she never got a look at that. But um, so, I mean, that's why we got a copy of it. So this was, I mean, I've seen this multiple times. Mm -hmm. Man. Yeah. Those films are expensive when you broke a cassette. Yeah. It was like $80. I remember breaking a few cassettes and then you could do that trick where if you got a blank cassette and then if you like, um, soaked the one that you broke in water and then you kind of like uh, took that put it in the oven and then you put the other one on top of it you could like press the ink um, from the one to the other and you could return it as if it was never broken so hot tip hmm. uh, you guys ready to rate and review or I guess just rate Blockbuster good customer guide just about I, I will say that their product placement was a little heavy handed they didn't need to go over the purchasing guide. I, I mean, I guess they did need to, but the purchasing, the counter purchasing guide for raisinets, for uh, their popcorn selection, for stuff like that, I thought that was a little heavy, heavy-handed in their the regional pricing for all that stuff. But it was nice to see Miss Swan. Remember Miss Swan? It was good to see her again. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, Miss Swan. 
Well, yeah. let's rate this thing. That was uh, Bobby Brent. Lee, right, Miss Swan? No. When Bobby that Lee had was... tits? Sure. All right, I'm going to give the Blockbuster Good Customer Guide a solid two. Like I said, this is a sketch comedy time capsule. If you liked Mad TV at all, check it out. If you hated Mad TV, stay away from this thing. Uh, two points. Yeah, well, I here's the thing. I agree with Alex. I am going to give it two points. I, and Here's the thing. I don't like Mad TV. However, I do think this is a cool time capsule of that specific Def Jam summer and the things you can get away with and the type of uh nostalgia vibes i get when i see a blockbuster itself even so for me it's two points yeah it's definitely a condescending and uh and commercialized piece of filmography from the 90s so anyone who's not into getting bossed around don't watch this but for anyone with like brandon said that nostalgia for the 90s or maybe millennials with sort of feel like they missed out give this a view uh give it two points a begrudging two points wonderful that is six points for the blockbuster good customer guide now as you know or may not know each week on one two review we're rating and reviewing these movies giving them points and then we are accumulating those points until we get to 20 and then we call it a day the way we keep track of those points is different each week and this week is no different from the other weeks in that it's different this week, we're talking about soups. Luke, do you want to take it away and discuss the soup plan? Um, yeah, we're going to make a soup. I know all three of us really love soup, making it, having it, especially during the winter time. I know it's, I know it's uh, real icy in there in New York, and it's somewhat chilly at times here in Los Angeles. So we're going to whip up a pot of soup, and everyone's going to throw in their ingredients. So we'll start with Alex. All right, cool. Well, I'm going to start with just, uh, I think, water. Let's put some water in this soup. We'll start easy. And uh, I love carrots, so I'm going to put some carrots in here. Every soup needs a good stock, and you start your stock with some bones. And in this case, we've got some beef bones, some oxtail, and some uh, shrimp bones. I think they're called something else. but And then um, a couple cubes of bouillon, beef bouillon. Great, and for my two points, I'm gonna uh, say uh, gummy bears, and uh, for my next point, I'm gonna say alphabets. All right. Wait, what kind of alphabets are you putting in here? I don't know, guys. I gotta be honest. I don't like soup. I, I never eat soup. I don't know. Uh, everyone says alphabet soup is great, though. So uh, alphabets, but that. Oh, soup. okay, okay. So like alphabet soup, alphabets. So yeah. like alphabets, noodles, the little pasta lumps. Sure. And uh, yeah, the gummy bears should be good too, right? That should be pretty disgusting. I mean, our soup's off to a rough start. I don't know, man. You might be. Su- we might be surprised though. I mean, that's uh, it's got a thickening agent to it. Adds a little tang. Adds a little sweetness. I don't know. Maybe we could take this in sort of an Asian direction. Yeah, I know you guys approved the scorekeeping method while I was away in New Mexico. So, um, I, yeah, we'll, we'll roll with it. We'll see what happens. I mean, you're in New Mexico. You're out of it. I get it. Things are moving a lot more slowly. Your I didn't check any emails. Working. I was on the road most of the time, walking around, getting yeah. yelled at. And uh, 
maybe you should clarify for our listeners. So this isn't, we're not just making this soup right here. What we have is we have a punch card for uh, this, the mega soup company from Pishpoo. And so we're punching these out. We send these in. They're going to mix this soup up for us and send it to us. Literally Dude. thousands of punchable spots on this card. That's cool. The card is huge, right, guys? Hold and it And there's up. fill-ins, too. There's fill-ins that we can do. Yeah, you guys can look at that there. It's a huge card. So kind of like anything if you can do that, a witch witch. Right. Anything that Pishpoo makes is on their list. Cool. Great so, yeah, so they'll mix that up and send that down to us in, what, two hours, I think, is their turnaround time on these mega soups. That's so, nothing. Anyway, so we'll have that for you guys. We'll make sure we review the soup before the end of the day. But that is six points. That's six ingredients in our soup, and I think it's time... Kick a sponsor. That's right. Band in your hand. This simple cube device sounds just like an entire band in the palm of your hand. Any genre, any tempo, band in your hand is the perfect party starter. Amaze your friends at parties. EDM. Sounds just like a full orchestra. Yeah, they sent a they sent a product over. It's Thanks kind of amazing, though. Yeah, That's, it's fun. I got one. I got one. I gotta wait to bust it out before I have a party to start. You know, because I don't want to just true. break break it out at work. Although work is sort of always a party. All right, guys. Well, tell you what. Let's review another movie this week. We all got a chance to watch Rumpelstiltskin. Now, yes. this is um, this is a 2016 remake of the original fairy tale. I mean, ancient fairy tale from Germanic times. And I'm sure we all know the story of Rumpelstiltskin. Um, except in this one, it's cast with a group of WWE superstars, the Hell, most electrifying yes. wrestlers in WWE entertainment. I mean, I'm not a big wrestling fan, but I think that might be changing after away. seeing this movie. Do you yeah. guys have any first impressions on Rumpelstiltskin? Yes, yes. So many yeses. This movie's awesome. This is the coolest movie. Not the coolest movie we've ever reviewed, but it's up there with like reps and stuff. I guess this is just my genre, these action-packed movies. We like muscles. Man. Yeah, I like muscles. I didn't know I like muscles. You've got Randy the Viper, Orton, Sheamus, Hulk Hogan, Bret Hart, Donald Sutherland, the Emerald Enforcer, Roadkill, the yeah, Miz, Bobby Roode, Charlton Sister, AJ Styles. Like, whew. And the fight scenes in this, there's explosions. There should not be explosions in this fairy tale, but there are explosions, and they, they're awesome, and they make sense the way they do it, like... I don't know. This movie pulled off things that it shouldn't have been able to. I, I just like I, I digested the entire world without asking any questions. Well, I think it was really seamless the way they integrated the ring, the wrestling ring, the cage matches, all the electrifying moments of WWE entertainment into the storyline and mm-hmm. into the sets like in some like in well. I don't want to spoil it totally, but in, in the final showdown against Rumpelstiltskin, it's a it's a 3v3 to the death cage match against the king, the queen, their daughter, Rumpelstiltskin, and his two minions. That he, I mean, they kind of added that to the story. But the way it was just that forest set with the fire in the middle and the vines the as the rope. Yeah, the ladder that oh, eventually the ladder. crushes the king's neck. Yes. And I mean, that's the thing, too. Oh, so violent. 
it was violent but believable and not you know not terribly done it was tasteful just just justified tasteful. everything somehow was tasteful and justified like again like i said i did not for a second it didn't phase me that there was that it was going to end in a 3v3 like wrestling match no i like, have that's not the only way that film wwf by any stretch of the imagination so a lot of these guys are totally new to me and maybe that was part of the charm because you know i don't actually know their character in the real ring but in rumble stiltskin they really take on a new personality of their own i assume wearing the costumes alone some of the cgi work is pretty pretty well done um the minions that you said were added to the story those were classic and funny oh gosh i just i thought it was great so great you guys mentioned it that it's tasteful and I think I introduced the movie wrong. It is called Rumble Stillskin, not Rumple with a P. But of the the very tasteful adhesion that we get is two things: lute and flute. The music of this movie, while we still get a lot of that tough attitude backing from big rock drums, that sort of hip hop rock feel that we get in a lot of WWE music. Um, they overlay it with beautiful English and German classic pan flute and lute melodies that are like from the 1600s and 1500s. Yeah, so you still have that medieval and, feel. Right. Yeah. You still have that medieval feel, but you also get the rock and rap energy that you really expect from WWE. I got slammed the around drama. by this. And movie. the Real drama quick. from the behind the scenes. Oh, yeah, well, real quick, I just want to say you said The Rock, meaning The Rock and Roll, but I want The Rock, that little cameo was great. He that plays this great. big ogre that comes in and eats the big dinner. Like, I don't know, like everything, even that scene, I don't know. Again, All you really was... needed from The Rock was to see him eat that giant chicken leg and then give The Rock eyebrow, the signature uh-huh, eyebrow. Uh-huh. With his third uh-huh. eye, nonetheless, this giant oh, ogre's third it. eye. I yeah. loved it. Yeah, that was a cool this... twist. That they put that little middle ogre eye and have him do the eyebrow raise from there. Just so fun. All these things, so fun. Really well done. Totally the surprised me. Catholic... And it's direct to pay-per-view, too. So, Yeah. Uh, directed by Thomas Stewart, we should say. who is uh, He's on his little mission. Apparently, I guess he's adapting all of the Grimm's Brothers fairy tales and all of those classic German ones. He's, you know, reviving them all. Uh, he's the Baz Luhrmann of these kind of uh, folk tales. So I'm looking forward to much more work from Thomas Stewart. Now, I, I, I've been on my, uh, I've been on my forums, and I think the next big one is going to be a UFC redo on the old lady in the shoe. So no, be looking forward to that. I know it sounds nuts, but it sounds yes. awesome. The Count thing me is, in. the thing is, she had so many kids. So there you go. You got so many roles to fill with. And, and I mean, the, let's face it, those UFC guys and ladies are not great actors. They're more not as good fighters. as these WWEs. So, so I think shorter, uh, like shorter scenes for them, I think that would actually work. So I'm interested to if, see that rendition if, of that tale. If Thomas Stewart's ahead of that thing, it's, I think it's going to be good. Because I think a lot of this was him. Uh, you know, all the people bring it. But I think this was his vision. And I think it's a gorgeous vision. Uh, are you guys ready to review Rumble Stiltskin? sure uh cool i mean i'm just gonna give it the the two that i'm obviously gonna give it this film is incredible uh so so fun definitely check it out check out the trailer too the trailer's great check it out uh two points i mean you think this is gonna be totally stupid you think this is gonna be um just a brain dead meathead bash fest 
And guess what? It is. And it's fucking awesome. So go check it out. Two points for Rumble Stillskin. Yeah, obviously two points for me too. Hop onto pay per view, dial up, and download this and watch it. Maybe have your friends over for a little party. Guaranteed you'll all, all laugh, and by the end of it, you'll want to be smashing ladders on each other. So two points for me, absolutely. Awesome. That is six points. Six for Rumble Stilt Skin. All right, I want to throw a couple things in the soup before Brandon. Maybe, Brandon, take a couple hints from what I'm adding. Okay. I'm adding a little chanterelle mushroom that's, uh, it's sort of a pungent but refined mushroom to this. And I'm adding some uh, sliced clams. So, I don't know, Brandon, maybe take those flavors and sort of develop that direction with what you have. Okay, Uh, let me get in there. How about et cetera and D? That stuff works good. And if you preemptively put that like in a soup, I think you probably won't ever have a headache if you drink that soup enough, especially in the winter. Um, also, um, I don't know, some salt, right? You're gonna want salt in a soup. Nice. How much right. salt? I'm, how much salt are you putting in there, though? A decent amount, a cup or two. Oh my god, it's gonna be so salty. <laughs> you want it right. like that? Give me just a dash of pepper in there uh, And let's do some lentils A little bit of lentils in there That sounds good Yeah, I'm trying to make a soup here You guys gotta work with what I'm throwing in there though I I will say though, like a hangover Soup is a classic go-to And if you already got your Excedrin in there Then just two birds, one stone I can't say that's a terrible idea You kind of drug yourself a little bit, you know I guess if you hate soup, you want to be drugged when you're eating it. Yeah, soup gives me a headache for sure. All right, that's enough of that. Six points. Yeah, I'm dreading this soup already. Uh, Let's kick it. Kick this bouncing. And the sponsor's coming down, eh? Yeah, Shay, real quiet like out back. Me and the boys got a sponsor. Yeah, take that sponsor out back and shoot it. Shoot it with a slingshot till it's dead. All right, let me shoot this uh, sponsor with a slingshot. This episode of One Two Review is brought to you by GuyLink. Ladies, there are literally hundreds of guys out there. You just gotta find them. We're here to help. Sign on to GuyLink today and find horny men in your area that are DTF. Tired of all the runaround? Cut to the chase. Find horny local men today with us, GuyLink.com. All right, guys, we're back. Um, As you know, I love animated movies. This week, I am proud to introduce another animated movie. This time, we all saw Pixar's Parasites. This is new. This is by Parasite, a lovable thing that everybody knows. CGI company. All they do is CGI. This time, they also incorporate a little bit of live action, but we'll get to that. The basic premise of uh, Pixar's Parasites is uh, there are two parasites, Screech and Boa Braun. They live inside a homeless man's brain, but when he gets sick and he starts to die, they need to transfer to a new host. Where do they go? What do they do? That is this movie and the adventure. Um, Well, I'll kick it off and say, like most Pixar movies, it starts off with a sad note. Something tragic happens at the beginning. The man is hit by a car. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) Very yeah, sad. I, don't I don't know why Pixar movies always start it's with super such sad. A sad. Yeah, yeah, sad thing. Uh, they got to oh, bring you down before they build you back up, right? For sure. 
Yeah, so it's basically like, uh, I don't know, it's likening to a natural disaster because it's like their house was hit by a car, basically, right? So yeah, these parasites live in this guy's brain. Uh, the, uh, it's directed by Virgie Weist, and the, the two parasites are played by Jackie Chan and Nick Nolte, which is great. Funny combo. Uh, Just their voices, yeah, really obviously. Funny combo. But... They're hilarious. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, they're great. Uh, but you said there is some live action. So the live action scenes, all the scenes that take place outside of the body are live action. And so that's Johnny Depp's actually playing the homeless man. So we get to see him at the start of the film. But then it goes inside his brain. And that's when it goes into the CG. And that's where we meet Virgie. Uh, I mean, not Virgie, Virgie's director. That's where we meet Jackie Chan and Nick Nolte's characters. Um, yeah. Screech and, and Bobbin are a lot of fun. I had a lot of trouble with this movie, guys. I got to be honest. It's I know I know that like we said we got to break them down to build them back up, but this movie just seems to kind of it, it doesn't stay down in tone, but it just sort of stays down in the social and uh, in in the social implications of this. Yeah, yeah, we're in the lowest of the low here. This homeless man lives in Skid Row, and it's a tragic tale watching him go through his life. Uh, meanwhile, these parasites are kind of controlling his brain a little, trying to navigate him to try to get their their um, selves into a new human's brain. Uh, so they're trying to, you know, get him to go to soup kitchens and meet people and try to kiss people and touch people. And they're just trying to make this homeless man communicate with as many people as possible. It's it's a really depressing film. You're right, Luke. It's really down. Um, yeah, it makes light of something that's... I, I mean, to be honest, I don't know why Pixar would move forward with this setting and anything i mean even the parasite that could be funnier put them put the parasites in a fish put the para put the parasites in a bear or mm-hmm. um i don't know maybe a goblin maybe something that we don't really care about well they wanted to get johnny depp involved sure well i mean johnny's johnny always depp breaking through do CGI with new projects anymore. after his latest surgery he said no i paid too much for the surgery i don't do cgi anymore i only do myself in live action he's like man well basically if you think about it the surgery is a cgi see that was my johnny that was not bad pretty good yeah uh emma stone's in there roseanne Barr's in there and douglas staples is in there as well they all play uh minor characters but i think they do pretty good jobs um but but you're right ultimately it's because even when they finally escape uh Johnny Depp's body and get into Douglas Staples' body, that guy's not much better off either. You know, it's just another homeless guy, and his situation's not much brighter. Uh, maybe this film brings awareness to the homeless situation. It, I mean, it definitely does. That's it. I think it, it brings think awareness it to more. the That's homeless it. situation for adults and basic parasites and how parasite works for kids. You know, in the CGI yeah. part. Well, it's also frightening the idea that there's brain parasites in everyone. I don't think that's something that Pixar should be putting out there. Yeah. Yeah, I think maybe I think maybe that's the big problem that I have is it is just too big of a window to these problems. I come into a Pixar movie. I want to have a couple yucks, a couple chucks. I want to eat some jujubes. I want to laugh about a fart and I want to go home. I don't want (laughs) to stir up all these complex social issues, these complex scientific and uh and and you know microorganism problems that mm-hmm. that could honestly level the human civilization in a the snap of a finger i mean think about it you get a powerful enough parasite that's just a matter of days before human beings are 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 toast 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I have a lot of fun with that, those concepts. But maybe I'm an overthinker. I don't know. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's it's a big, it's a big, it's a big chunk of life that they try to put into it's this. It's a big short can of worms of, of brain worms. Film. Yeah, big pan of pan of can of parasites. That's true. I mean, like I said, though, most Pixar films start out with a sad note, right? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe you want to talk about how it brings us home. Yeah, at the end Ma- of the film. Yeah. Yeah. How is how is them getting in that guy's? I don't. I, yeah, I just don't feel like the uplift at the end was quite worth it. It was. It was more like a jumping out of a sinking ship into another one. Right. Um, well, the parasite. The parasites didn't die. The parasites lived, so sure. that's good. Sure. And they had their new baby, which was very cute. I have to yeah, admit. Sure. They okay. had their new so guess, baby. Yeah. They they raised the um, water tower in the man's bladder, and time is different when you're on such a smaller scale, you know. So, I guess so. Well, you guys ready to rate this? Sure. All right, uh, Luke. What do you got? Well, I think they just took it in the wrong direction. Such a huge budget to throw at such a dark and nasty concept uh, parasites by pixar gets one point from me um i'm gonna give it two points for a couple reasons i appreciated the integration of uh animation and live action i thought that was really well done i thought it was an interesting choice uh and and for for better or worse it's definitely got me thinking a lot about the homeless situation where i live here in la and I see it, and I don't consider those people as much as I should. And this film, you know, gave me an in-depth look at least two of these, you know, they're characters in a film, but, you know, still give me two character studies on, on two homeless men. And so either way, I think it, it opened my brain a little bit. So two points. Okay. Yeah, for me, I'm also going to give it two points. Um, I think it's cool. I think a lot of CGI movies recently have been kind of all the same kind of generic kind of like uh, pleasing the masses i'm glad pixar made a choice with this you know i'm i'm glad they're they're being a little bold uh, especially for the adults out there and i know it's a big problem out there and here in new york the homeless population um and parasite problems as well have been rising i mean it's incredible so um i think it's great that they're actually bringing awareness to these things two points my cousin just got a parasite yeah, they're everywhere. He made his thumb lock up for two weeks, but he's they cured it. Thank God. I'm glad to hear that. Thank you. All right, that's five points for Pixar's Parasites. Five uh, let's drop some stuff in this soup. I got to tell you guys, I'm daunted. 20 things in a soup. Like well, already punch them out. Punch hard, this but, punch um, card. It does have a lot of that options. Much. It's pretty it's surprising. That it's much. Like a lot. That, let's put in some rice. I'm going to put in some rice here. And do we put onions in? No. I'm going to put in onions. All right. Um, I think uh, to really just punch this up and make this a lot more savory of a soup, I want to add a little cream, a little heavy cream to it. Make it a cream-based soup. Cool. Well, this is going to be crazy, guys. Um, hmm. Let's go ahead and I'm going to Now, Brandon, add- just something normal, dude. What do you mean normal? Orange? Well, uh, do your orange, normal. That's natural. Orange. Put an orange in there. Put some oranges. Orange. And 
How about some gum? I've always, like, when I used to go to 31 Flavors, the ice cream place, I used to get bubblegum ice cream as a kid. So let's put some gum in this soup. Are you putting bubblegum? I'm not going to eat this soup, guys. This is all Have you ever you, so. boiled gum? It turns into, like, the stickiest, Starchy, stringiest, yeah. weirdest, infinite strand of glop. Bro, don't boil your soup. You gotta bring it to a low simmer. You want a cool soup? Medium. Like lukewarm? Yeah. Did people ever call you that as a kid? No, but that's my kind of warm. That's right. <laughs> oh my god. Just a little something for the users. Okay, back on track. Little joke. Yeah, let's get back on track with the sponsor. Hit it. Hello again, ladies and gentlemen. This is Lieutenant Hale from the LAPD with a public service announcement. Due to construction on the eastbound 405 at mile marker 17, the citizens of Los Angeles will be experiencing a noticeable difference in the crowd. Hello. Hello. This is Dr. Lancaster. As my research continues, I fear the severity of its implications have become more complex. I am now trapped in a parallel dimension much like ours. I will be able to open a small interdimensional rift, but only for a small amount of time. Anyone with a sense of wonder and love for pushing the boundaries of reality, please... Bring so help. that in mind. Send the recording devices and find me. Yeah, this is Wind. Lieutenant Hale Wind. wishing everyone in Los Angeles a safe and happy. Lieutenant Hale, please respond to an explosion of some kind in Mascot Park. Possible a circuit breaker or lightning strike of some report. This is an emergency. Please respond, Lieutenant Hale. All right, ladies and gentlemen, stay safe. <clears throat> All right, guys, welcome back. Our next film that we reviewed, uh, did you guys have a chance to catch this one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Okay. positive I did. Next film that we're reviewing is called Gandalf the Young. Now, I'm sure everyone out there knows the huge, successful, not only the books, but the movies, the Lord of the Rings trilogy, The Hobbit, all that stuff. Um, This is Gandalf as a teen it uh, follows Gandalf the teen he joins up with young Smolik the dwarf teen young Nito the human teen and Brim the enchanted toad they're on a quest to recover the bell of Greenvale and uh, it's uh, interesting his only magical item is a wand that casts unpredictable spells and this is a little rundown they gave us before they sent us these screeners now did you guys have any first impressions on uh, Gandalf the young um. Uh, all right. So I am a huge Lord of the Rings fan, or I was when I was a kid. My dad read me the stories, um, and so the the movies not 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 quite following the books accurately really bothered me. And now that they're starting to spin off and make these kind of extra unnecessary films, and this is just the first of a wave of kind of extra uh, out of the normal canon of Lord of the Rings, new new material for that canon because the the rights were sold. Uh, then get the point is I'm frustrated. I was angry when I when I saw that this was the film that we were watching. Um, yeah, I'm just not hopeful for the money grabbing that's happening with this franchise. Now, I couldn't agree more. Tolkien is sacred. And for you to try to 
tack on these little sidecar movies, add characters, and really water down the hard work that he put into the mythology of this entire universe that he creates, that's really a slap in the face of, mm-hmm. of, of fans of his work. Um, that being said, this movie kind of has its own spot in cinematic in, I don't know in in cinematic uh, in in cinema, right? Yeah. So yeah. So what I would say is like yeah, this film is fun. It's an interesting story. It's 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 okay. I just wish it. You know, it could have been its own story. If this was just Gerald the Young and it was about a young wizard, I think it would have been a great children's film. But here's, to here's kind of pitch, pitch let me tell you my there. perspective because it's completely different. I don't like Lord of the Rings. I never really got into the books. I don't like that type of fantasy movie. Um, <clears throat> however, this movie, I liked. So mm-hmm. as someone who didn't like the source material and is not comparing mm-hmm. it to that in a negative light, I can say the film was pretty good, pretty entertaining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think uh, that's what I'm saying is the film is a good film. Um, and so my only problem with it is is my personal beef and that I don't know what that's about. I don't know why I have some sort of defense of this art that's not mine but i yeah. do did you like the other representation of lord of the rings in oh cinema? no no they were infuriating to me the hobbit was was very frustrating they all I was were angry the whole time yeah, yeah. i think so, a lot of a lot so, of people said those movies were boring which uh gandalf the young you can say whatever you want about it it's definitely not it's boring it's not boring no no it's jam-packed it was super fun you know it reminded me of the feelings i had when i watched uh, i really like guardians of the galaxy it's a lot of fun action and this kind of had that similar light-hearted tone to it yeah it's a lot a of cheap, a lot just of cheap wish it plays wasn't a lot of cheap plays coming out of this movie i mean he, he must have said none shall pass like four or five times in the film sure well of course yeah, that's, that's his catchphrase he said it. He well, said like it. They in made the big, it a catchphrase. Yeah, he said it in the big crossing scene where they're crossing the river. They said it in his little mm-hmm. sex scene that he had. He said it yep. in their homecoming party scene, and uh, you know I, that, that's it. I did like when he passed the pipe, and the guy's like, "I don't smoke," and he was like, "None shall pass." That was pretty good. That was funny. But yeah, that I got mean, me, but I mean, any and, smoke uh, sesh here time. here on the West Coast, you're going to hear that now. The Enchanted yeah, Toad was pretty good. He was great. Yeah, I mean, uh, I and I think he constant. was actually voiced by Kelly Kelly Gottlieb. How New to me, I don't know. Ke- Kelly Gottlieb. She was great though. Really yeah. crushed it. Highly enjoyable to listen to that constant banter there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you would think that just filling a movie with this, I don't know, maybe ten percent volume, just jibber jabber from a toad. You think that would be really distracting, but it actually adds a lot in the slower walking scenes. And like we all know, these movies, these books, fantasy is filled with days and days of walking. I don't, I don't know why they don't have an enchanted pony or anything to sort of help that along. You mentioned but, his wand, right? The uh, unpredictable spell wand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, love that. Yeah, that yeah. was a good gimmick. What a well, what a rewarding comedic gimmick yeah absolutely endless yeah yeah it's totally a gimmick i mean but you got to give them you got to give them credit on their creativity because they aren't just you know making people bald they aren't just making people's pants fall off they're 
adding a mm-hmm. lot of really funny stuff. Like I love that thing that they did with the banana. Mm-hmm. Sure, two monkeys eating it at the same time, hilarious. Mm-hmm. The kitchen sink, the little kitchen sink that falls down, that was a little obvious but funny. Like right. when he turns the boy into the barrel? Yep. I don't know. The, There's good the stuff. Ice, ice bees, the ice bee storm. That was kind of gross when they one... turned the boy to the barrel and then they drank out of his spigot and was like, Ooh, oh, it tastes yeah. so good. And they yeah, were all down the hill. Me uncomfortable. He liked That's... it, though, I think. They never turned that boy back, did they? Like, now I he's don't down think at the bottom of it... that hill still. I mean, with what? Why though? would they the do that wand, to him? The wand might just turn him into two barrels. Who knows what the wand's going to do? Highly oh, unpredictable. Oh, that's why. Okay. Still seems horrifying that that boy turned into a barrel for the rest of his life. That's, that's true. That's like its own I don't like think he can live account. long. I don't think he can live long. So maybe. Oh, so they just for, killed him, I guess. Well, he suffered for a very short time. But his contents oh, were delicious, boy. apparently. Um, I got to give this young thing. golem. I didn't know like the larval version of golems look like that with no arms or legs. Yeah. Well, they don't, man. Oh God, don't get me started on that little. That's not in the book. Whatever CG, that little CG golem. No, it doesn't. That's not golems. A hobbit. To be a it's person. like. No, he was a hobbit that got turned, and then this one, yeah, they're like larvas or whatever, and he's just one of a whole bunch of them. Oh God, this film. Yeah, I mean, it's all it. those things that are linked. I don't know. Well, one thing I do have to give this film, though, huge points, because uh, like you said, Luke, there's lots of walk-in all these Lord of the Rings films and stuff, and they never address bathroom breaks. And this film has multiple bathroom breaks, and it was refreshing to be like, yeah, you would you would pee and poop on this journey. And so it was cool to have those in there, I thought. Um, you guys ready to rate yeah, this thing? A lot of thing? pot of humor. A lot of pot of humor. I think that's sort of catering to the younger crowd that they're trying to sell these tickets to. Yeah. A lot of, yeah lot of that oh directed by dana carlson i guess we should say that uh and the rest of the cast though is is no name people we've got like i said kelly gottlieb is in there richard bright samuel bowman and paul peck who i honestly don't know really any of these actors so that was kind of cool uh to see a fresh cast so to speak yeah yeah that, that was yeah, nice I mean, it. it's a low budge it's a low budge film straight to red box yeah which is crazy again like you, you, yeah, if you're going to do this, I don't know. Whatever. All right, I've got a lot of gripes with this film. But uh, you guys ready to rate it? Sure. All right, what you guys got? I'm going to give it two points. Uh, like I said, I didn't like Lord of the Rings. I, however, I did enjoy this movie. Um, the wand was hilarious. It was action-packed. And uh, the toad was cute. I'd like a little pet toad. Just hang around, joke around with all day. Two points. Um, I would say for the misguided people out there that aren't really on board with regular stuff like maybe a nice chicken soup or just a just a good fantasy book solid read you know quality mindful entertainment i would say this is a a great go-to and it's only going to be a dollar at your red box which i'm sure you're familiar with um for real fantasy fans out there for real tolkien diehards this is a no watch. This is a no go. Forget it existed and don't even come anywhere near any red boxes. Uh, so for me, that's one point. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give it one point as well. It's it's a disgrace to something I love. So I have to give it one point. 
That said, in parentheses, in a weird almost sidecar, it's an okay film. It's a pretty good film. It's enjoyable. It's fun if you've got kids. Uh, just like, uh, just change the names. If they'd only changed all the names and just made it its own original film, that would have been amazing. And and man, I would have watched more of this. If they introduced like the new wizard, it's not Gandalf, it's some new made up kid. And then I would have followed his stories, Harry Potter style, you know? Because it was a great world. One point. I'm done. One point. And that is, uh, what? That's four, four points, points, guys. Four so, points for four young points. Gandalf. Gandalf the Young. So I want to get my final addition to the soup out of the way so I can just sort of turn my back on this soup because I can't watch you guys add to my masterpiece. Especially, Brandon, I can't watch you screw this up. So um, Alex has been griping. I've got them all over my car, all over my room. I've got a bunch of half-eaten, half-drank cups of mega soup. I hate waste, so I'm just going to pour them into this final. I'm just going to actually... What I'm going to do is I'm going to send them in a bag to the company, have them put it in our uh, our our final pot of soup. Yeah, there's that just, bag your own punch card there. Just punch it. No worries. Yeah. Whatever yeah. you want, guys. Send in, send in your own bag. And uh, they're, they're going to be getting a lot of my half-eaten soups. You know, chicken, beef, a bunch of different. They've got that cream of mushroom there, too, so... All right, uh, I'm just going to be putting one thing in here. We already put in beef bones, I know, but they have assorted bones on here. So I'm also going to click the little, or X out here, the little assorted bones. I want to put in, I don't know what that is. So I'm going to put those in there. We'll find out. All right, let's go ahead and let's put, um, everybody likes pizza, except for me. So let's go ahead and put some pizza in there. Since we're putting whole stuff, you're putting whole soups. I'm just going to put some whole pizza slices in there for you guys. Let that soak up. What kind of pizza is this, Brennan? Um, what does the punch card say? Dealer's choice. All the pizzas. Dealer's choice, please. I'm fine. I'm not eating it. So, You punch out what you want. You're going to take a bite. I don't know. We'll see. You're going to take a bite or you have to go to your room. Of this. Yeah? Ugh, okay. Uh, let's put some tortilla chips. I love a little crunch in almost everything in life, so tortilla chips, please. Oh, God. Yeah, they're not going to stay crunchy. Physics. Negative Nancy's over there. Let's enjoy our soup. Um, (laughs) Well, what's this? Out of left field, let's enjoy our soup attitude. (laughs) If I'm going to have it, I might as well turn around now. You know, I've been feeling like a Nancy. I woke up on the Nancy side of the bed today for sure. It's okay. Um, Well, we have two hours to kill until those soups get here, so maybe we kick it to a real quick sponsor, and then we uh, do a time dash here, and we can uh, re-record when we get that soup in and review it and call it a day. Okay. Yeah, let's do that. Boats! This episode of One, Two Review is brought to you by Boats. Boats, get out on the water. All right. Folks, we are back, and we have uh, gotten our soup delivered to us here, and uh, we're going to take a bite. Brandon, did they drop off a soup for you there? Uh, yeah, they did. It arrived like the container's open, so there's most of it's in the bag. But oh, oh God! Classic New York takeout. Uh, all right, let's try this thing, guys. Oh boy. Okay, I'm going to start. I'll take a sip. Oof. You know what? 
it's um Ooh. it's not as bad as I thought. <clears throat> it's not terrible. It's weird. It's a definitely a weird soup. Instantly I'm terrible. I'm All feeling right, a headache. Come All on. Right. That's not good. That's not good. I don't think Brennan liked it. Brennan, what what was it about it? What do you think were the flavors in there that really revolted? (laughs) Maybe gum? Maybe pizza? Everything, I think. Is there anything redeeming about it? The gummy bears? The water was good. I could taste a lot of water, and it was really liquidy. Too liquidy for all the ingredients that we put in there. That's what freaked me out. Or you want it thicker? You want more pizza in there? I don't know what I want, guys. This was disgusting. Well, that's um, a real shocker. They did send... They sent us some Yanni's dinner rolls. Uh, that at least can cut the taste a little bit. I'm dipping mine in there. It tastes pretty good. You're into it? Well, guys, I'm into this. I mean, I'll finish it. We bought it. Mega soup. <clears throat> All right. So, success. Should we recommend mega soup? We should. We should also recommend... Our good friend, Rab, for sponsoring our podcast. Our Patreon donor, Rab. That's great. Thanks, Rab. Thank you, Rab. And guys, seriously, we do have a Patreon available. I know we had a big mix-up early in the show, early in the podcast, when we were getting funds together for our big abacus. I know we turned a lot of people off, but it's a new Patreon. It's low donations amount. And you get a lot of return on your investment. Rab, we've been saying his name on every single podcast. We, we even endorsed his business without him asking. And he's given us $2. So, hey, guys, what could it hurt? Also, stay tuned. we got a bunch of cool T-shirt stuff. we got some swag coming your way for higher donation levels and for real one-to-review user diehards. So, stay tuned for that. Yeah, we should um, also say what we're going to be reviewing next week. Yes. Next week we will be reviewing. We will be reviewing. Next week we will be reviewing Kitty Time, The Overtaking of Emily Tight, Shuffle, Pepper's Hope, Ghost of Preciousness, Gang Bust, and Bilge 3. Thanks you for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Yep, bye. Stop recording, please.